the binge marketing idea is about translating your brand story into like the scenario of a great television series. And then you can see that every piece of content that you create, like every article, every podcast, every video, is an episode of that same series. It's not only one piece of content, it's not only one episode, it's about creating this this great storyline where um, multiple episodes will keep building your audience, but also keep getting them back. Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tingsa. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. Thanks to BizSimply for sponsoring this episode as our show partner. And BizSimply is the all-in-one HR workforce management road and operation software designed and built by hospitality experts to make every shift run like clockwork. And we join forces to help the industry to find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, and how we grow our businesses to how we serve our customers. Together, we want to share strategies and tools that can make the industry thrive long-term, not just survive. Today, we will learn how to create better content that tells stories that grabs and educate the audience on a new level by actually thinking marketing a bit like a Netflix show. And for that, I'll be talking with the amazing Carolyn Postma, who is a content marketing strategist and founder of The Post, a leading content marketing agency in the Netherlands. Over the years, she's developed a unique mythology that helps brands tell their story more effectively. She's an international speaker, and in 2014, she was ranked 27 on the international list of most influential people in the field of content marketing. And 2017, she was awarded the title Content Marketing Woman of the Year in the Netherlands. We start out the conversation with take a deep dive into her book, Binge Marketing, which is about using content and storytelling to break through the noise. She shares that brands can learn a lot from Hollywood about how to create great storylines that build content that will get you a big audience, but also will make them come back. She gives a complete overview on how her mythology is built on the idea of a great Netflix series where they master creating stories that we hunger to consume more of. She talks about how some brands actually have made documentaries about their businesses that now get streamed on Netflix and Amazon. She shares how you should compare your brand with the scenario of a very good television series that consider every single statement and marketing activity putting out there as an episode of that series and how you can then start activating your audience for coming back for more. Along the way, we talk content strategy, brands you can learn storytelling from, understanding your role as a brand in the world, the hero's journey and how to use it, brand trust and how to grow your audience, the next trends in marketing, brands and planet and much more. Before you tune in, please also participate in our survey we are doing together with our partner, BizSimply. Our aim is to understand how leaders in the industry are transforming their organization to deliver the experience both employees and customer are demanding. To say thank you for participating, you will not only get a copy of the final report, we will also invite you to our launch event. Link will be in the show notes. Now, please grab your coffee, notebook, and let's get started. Welcome to, to this episode, which I'm extremely excited about because we're going to be talking about storytelling 
And I'm not a master of this, but I'm really interested in it because I found out how powerful it can be when you get it right. Uh, but we're going to talk about storytelling like Netflix. And we're going to talk about, you know, marketing like Netflix and actually understanding there's actually a mythology behind this called uh, binge marketing, which uh, Caroline will actually help us explain. She's written an amazing book. Uh, I started reading this book uh, before this interview. And uh, very quickly, I found out that, uh, you know, I think she said to herself, why didn't I write this book myself? Because it's so obvious when you think you see it. But most simple things sometimes take a lot of grit and a lot of work to make them simple. So there's a lot of work behind this uh, uh, conversation as well before we go into it. So I'm super excited that we uh, have you here as a guest, Carolyn. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and I said I, I was super excited because we're going to be talking something I really believe that's so important for organization to master, both internally and external, you know, the ability to scale your story, not just for being able to sell, but also build trust internally and externally. But can you, just for, for the audience out there that haven't maybe not read your book yet, uh, explain, you know, who are you? What are you all about? How did you come up with this mythology? And what kind of business are you in now? And how are you helping your clients to be successful storytellers? Wow, those are a lot of questions at once. I'll try to uh, to, to answer them all. Um, well, first of all, I'm uh, from the Netherlands. And um, I wrote this book, Binge Marketing, um, the best scenario for building your brand in 2019 and uh, we published it in the Netherlands in 2019 and then um, well I think the idea of this uh, this binge marketing has a lot of ground to um, uh, well to expand not only in the Dutch speaking uh, areas but for a, a global uh, um, takeover it's it's about um, the binge marketing idea is about translating your brand story into like the scenario of a great television series. And then you can see that every piece of content that you create, like every article, every podcast, every video is an episode of that same series. And I think that's also what you said, Michael, on expanding your story. It's, um, it's not only one piece of content, it's not only one episode. It's about creating this, this great storyline where um, multiple episodes will keep uh keep keep building your audience but also keep getting them back and that is something that i found out uh, in the last couple of years at my agency at the post that uh, it's, a, it's a, um, a dutch agency for content marketing um and uh what we found out is that with content marketing you you have to be aware of the story you're trying to get across but also it's all about building your audience because otherwise you'll just keep on spending the same money over and over again. So just try to, to focus on getting this, this development in your audience. I think, the, I don't know if I asked all your questions, but it's a start maybe. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think, I think there's a, like a question I'm thinking about. So when you, you work with clients, what are the typical challenges they have and what kind of impact does it then do on their, you know, their storytelling or their content and, and their business when you start working with them with this mythology? Most of the time people have already read something about this binge marketing and, and the problem they are all um, uh, seeing is that um, we were, we were, um, uh, it, it was 
kind of the idea to get content, to create content and to uh, to distribute your content. And then in the last couple of years, I think when, when every social channel opened up, we, we tried to get good content um, created for all those channels. But what we really have to do is build this brand and then have these stories that fit to, to the brand's DNA, really close to the purpose of the brand and then translate it into episodes which you can um well i personally um prefer to post them on your own channels and then try to get trailers uh, maybe uh, uh spoilers to get people to to your channels to your own platform through the channels like instagram and youtube and um uh well linkedin for example if you're in business to business so yeah well what is the problem that they're um up against i think how can we translate our brand into a story and how can we connect with this story um our audiences yeah and and i guess also that uh, you know as as we've gone through the pandemic as we as we just we know we, we're probably not out of it yet you know people are changing the consumers uh, business to business customer are changing the needs of what you want and therefore also your audience needs and wants and what they need help with because i guess a brand is a helper in some kind of way that helps the the audience achieve some of the the things they want to achieve in life yeah i hope so <laughs> yeah yeah but i, I think that's brands and, and if we're we're talking about traditional marketers then brands they have their own short-term uh, goals and that's that's what we've been doing for too many years i think um trying to get this uh, reach on social, trying to get these sales uh, uh, numbers up with just short-term uh, um, campaigns and uh, short updates, for example. And what we're trying to do now, and that's, that's really, I think um, the pandemic just um, uh, made this, this, this uh, purpose bigger, I think, is to connect to the audience with Azure brand. And so not just... Uh, um, a quick, a, a quick connection, and then go uh, go do your own thing again. But just really getting into the audience. What can I offer to my audience that um, that will help them? And I think brands are uh, thinking about that more now than before the pandemic. And audiences are too. Yeah, and I guess also that they they want to hear the the true story from from the purpose, and they want to know they're buying from a business that really cares about what they're doing. And I, I was thinking as I was reading your book, like uh, uh, the, the company that was going around in my head was like Oatly. There's having this thing they're now trying to build a story around that this is the replacement for milk, you know, the non-dairy generation. And it's quite interesting about how they actually have created this, you know, vibe around this story with, you know, a, a younger person and an older person in the room where the, the older person has gone and bought dairy and then the younger person find out that it's almost like a bit, they've been naughty in kind of way. And that it's a great advertising because that actually tells a really deep story about a shift in society from, you know, maybe factory farming uh, dairy to non-dairy product and therefore that fits in but they never talk about their product their product of course is in there but they actually they are talking about a shift in society and they are talking about how they're facilitating and helping with that and how they've helped with that for years they haven't just started 
five years ago. This is a company that's about 30 years old. Is that a great example of what you, you think it's a, around this kind of storytelling where you go deeply into the purpose of a business? It's not about the product, indeed, so that will help this this uh, start this. But what I also think, it, was it an advertisement? Or was it um, a commercial? Because what I'm talking about really is uh, is not only this commercial or advertisement, but it is the series. It's really the content that, that explains who you are and why you are who you are. Um, so where did they get the idea? It, is it... Because if it is an advertisement, it would be it's still great because it explains um, it, it explains more than only buy this product. But then it could also be like a spoiler or just a trailer towards the complete story. And where can I see or read or listen to that complete story? And that is that to according to what I just wrote in this book, that is about getting the episodes which is like the 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 go-to page of the of the website and then advertising will help you get people get the audience go to that page so if this is the story of this this only um uh, how they um well how they change this this idea of of uh, dairy then i think that could be a story worth um to 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 add that to their own channels you know it's, it's more than just advertising that's that's what i'm trying to say yeah and there's no doubt about what they are trying there what i i actually got you know i knew them before that as well was they they're actually trying to probably as you say guide the traffic into their website which is like their airports of uh, and then they are probably trying to get people to sign up to uh, their email so they can actually tell them more and educate them more because it's probably more about educating and giving people the knowledge to make better decisions around food i think that's the that's the, the back that's that's how i feel and that's why i signed up because that's interest me and that's where your story is yeah if we if we go down into to the book and uh, one other thing is that you talk uh, you start the book about talking about when we watch a netflix series and we come to that end of that episode and then we something happens and it's like that cliffhanger moment and uh, we just want more can you talk a bit about like how do you your approach to content because normally when i think about content the majority of it is it's a bit like this you want me to do a quick action you want me to buy purchase or sign up to an email newsletter and i get that one piece of content uh, i've never thought about it like you talk about like in the series of moments that actually attract you closer to the brand can you talk a bit about that how that work in from a netflix series people can not can visualize that but maybe you take people a bit on a journey here and explain how you how you explain that in the book or in in the four parts of the book this is actually the the eureka moment that i thought well i think there's more to this whole netflix streaming uh series consumption than 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 we as marketers know because i was and i also wrote that in my book I was watching uh, a series on Netflix once upon a time with my two girls. And well, every time we watched, we said, we agreed after this episode, you're going to bed. And it's, it's time to go to bed. And um, every, every time they say, yes, yeah, mom, sure, mom. Uh, but every, every evening we had an argument. And so that's when, when it occurred to me from, why why is it that we cannot stop watching these episodes because it's that 
that cliffhanger at the end of the, the episode that, that tells us the story's not finished. We need to know how it ends. It's, it's also, it's a psychological thing. People need a finished story. So that whole idea of having, uh, to, if you want to consume a story, you, you want, people want, um, want to know the outcome. But as a marketer, I think so many marketers just create stories that have a start, a middle, and an end. And that's it. So there's no need, no urge to come back. And we try to put people at the end towards um, a sale or indeed to uh, subscribe to something. But what if you just could extend, expand, sorry, expand the, the story? If you could create series, a, a serial a brand story, then you can finish your uh, episode. You, of course, you have all the information that people are looking for, but then finish it with just a little spoiler towards the next episode. Then the audience knows there's no, there's more to gain here. There's more I want to know about. They could choose for themselves because that's important. Audiences choose choose themselves if they want to hear, read, or listen to your story. But then they can choose if they want to go to the next episode or if they just want to subscribe immediately, or if they're just not interested. That's also possible, of course. But if you if you keep on um, creating and publishing uh, finished stories, then you will have to do everything all over again every day because you have to attract new audiences for new stories every day. And if you create this serial thing with cliffhangers at the end, and maybe if you start a new one, a recap, what do you need to know? Because it's also what series do. A recap at the start of an, of, a, of an article, for example. What do you need to know? What has happened before if you want to understand this episode? And those are just little tricks that they're using at, in, uh, at Netflix and, and all this, the creators of series. Because they just do. <laughs> and in marketing, we didn't think of that before, I think. So that's, that's one of the things that I got the idea of writing this binge marketing book. Just get people to consume more of your content because maybe that is, that is one of the biggest goals we want to achieve in the next couple of years, getting um, time with our audiences. Having our audiences spend more minutes with our content instead of, well, doing other things. In the book, you have a couple of examples. Do you have a great example of uh, companies that's already doing this and are, are really good at it? And they actually, you know, they live up to the, all your your areas of your mythology, uh, and then they 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 are executing it with excellence, and they're getting some great results with that, and you know, building that relationship and trust with their their audience. Well, there's one example that we worked on uh, at the post ourselves. We're still working on it, and it's uh, an insurance uh, company. Um, it it took a while before we got it going, but now we are creating serial content, and you can just see the the numbers of people returning and and uh, well, being a loyal audience. It, it's going up, and it's also because we create content that is not um, finished and go to a call to action right away. It's it's just something that people can consume more and um and, and you can see this in in the in the results too um but i, I that's that's a dutch uh, example so i don't think anyone can understand what people are saying there but um i don't know about uh the uh 
a lot of examples, but I'm, I'm asking for these examples on my uh, LinkedIn page, for example. So if you know anyone, just reach out to me and, and get that case over to me and I will ask some more questions and I will write them down because I think it's a, it's, it's, I don't know if, if anyone already has it from the start as what I say, and just try to start with the plot summary with what is your series about and then uh, using all the techniques that I'm uh, talking about. But there are examples and I think um, I, I talked about this before. Uh, Headspace, Headspace is an, is an app, it's a commercial app and I recently saw that they had their own series on Netflix. I don't really like the, the, the style of the series, but th that's their thing. It's, but it does work. It is something um, you can now just get distributed through Netflix. Of course, they had to pitch the story because you, you cannot, I think Netflix still does not get paid for this kind of, these kind of things. Maybe in the future, but I don't, I hope not. Um, but this is, if you have a great story, if you pitch this great story, just get them uh, pitched with Amazon Prime, for example, or uh, in Anellis, you have uh, uh, a video launch, you can try to get it there. And I think there are, should be more brands doing this. It's super interesting. So what you're saying, actually, your insights here is actually, there's actually possible to get your brand story told by a channel as Netflix or Amazon or, uh, you know, your country's local TV channel, if there's, you know, because you, you've seen these documentaries about, you know, companies before. I never thought about it in that way, because it's quite powerful if you could get somebody to help tell your story, a channel like the TV, where you get an hour of people's time. And, and if you haven't, you know, there's so many companies that has amazing stories for why they started out. And and the best companies always started with a very, very deep purpose. That's that's my learning. It was not about just making money. It was about making some kind of change in the world that's better for people, communities, and uh, all the planet for that sake. And Oatly is a great example. So I will definitely advise you, if you don't know about them, go and have a, have a look at Oatly. It's a, it's a, they're great at storytelling. Also on their packaging, it's all about storytelling. It's there's of course product information. The key thing is that you have chosen to be part of a movement that's changing the world, and that makes you feel great if you are into that. If you're that part of an audience that talks to that. Yeah, and I also believe that brands with this this deeper purpose um, really have to get on this. Because they have a story to, to share. And I also think those are the, the biggest examples of, of uh, brands that are already doing things like this because they have something to share. They're, it's not just a product. It's, it's a story that they're sharing. And Pat Patagonia is, is an example, of course. Yeah, Patagonia, they're, they're great and they have the, the, the charity organization 1% for the Planet where they're really using a lot of their own experience as a company telling that um, and, you know, the, the whole vision and mission for for purpose, as some people call it, is, is explained in the, and they recap that. Actually, as you say, that recap thing, every time I've seen some because Patagonia's way of operating is one of the things I get inspired by as well. You can see how they are recapping their purpose and mission in everything they tell. So just just remember, we're doing this to save the planet. That's why we're doing this. And this is why we go the extra mile. And this is why things cost what they cost, uh, because we don't damage the planet. And so people are reminded every time about they actually, by buying from Patagonia, you are supporting 
that mission in principle um so that's really interesting and, and another another company i'm thinking about straight away here in the uk and uh, uh which is very interesting people should go and look at it as well i don't know if you heard about this it. called hyatt jeans so the jeans manufacturer out in wales and they started doing jeans because marks and spencer's a massive you know, a retailer in the UK shut down the jeans production in this little town in Cardigan, Wales, which means a lot of people lost their job. So their mission became getting jobs back. And they talk about every year in their yearbook, which is a bit like their storytelling book, how they have actually moved closer to create more jobs and they have all these things, but they're also doing a lot of content that help people to get better in their life. It's not just about jeans. It's actually how can you actually, they know people that buy these jeans having a certain lifestyle, they care about food, they care about the planet. So they, they actually give you tools through their weekly newsletter and so on and so on. Yeah, great. Those, those are great examples indeed. And, and I also think, um, because the, the, the aim, or, or actually the claim I uh, put in my book is to, to create your own kind of Netflix series, but it could be like overwhelming. How can I create a Netflix series? How can I create something so great, so big that, Netflix wants to buy it from me, for example, and I understand because that that, that goal is really is really high. But um, for this example, what you just uh, um, uh, shared, I think there are a lot of companies that could share kind of the same mission, and maybe you can work with them. And in my book, I call uh, this example from Marvel, um, and Marvel, but it's it's Marvel has this Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this one domain, it's it's one universe where Every hero, every, and I call it brand, actually, because Thor is a brand, Iron Man is a brand, and the Avengers are also brand, is also a brand, and they operate in the same universe. So if you, if you can connect to people with the same mission, for example, or um, uh, you, you can create this series from this Marvel Cinematic Universe, you have your own series, a part of it, and you can do things together. You can, well, you can create more than you think if you have, like, four or five brands operating at the same domain. And you don't have to be competitors. You can also have the same uh, well, claim as you, as, as I think what you just said. It's not about genes alone. It's about creating a better world, actually. And the product is just the activation of that to start that conversation and live the mission as part of living that mission and, and purpose. You, you, you talk in the book, there's, as I said at the beginning, there's a lot around storytelling. And then you, you refer to a model uh, I know really well, Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. Can, can you explain people a bit about that and actually how that works both you know, for, for, for the audience, but also for you? Because there's two different journeys going on. Your audience is one and you are one journey as a company, brand. It's, it's good that you picked that out because that is that is. Actually, it's quite a difficult thing to explain because the the hero's journey the hero's journey is uh, is, is used in Hollywood for decades already, and I think it was uh, with Star Wars. It was the the, the first George Lucas was the first to um, admitted to use this hero's journey, and the hero's journey is like a twelve step uh, model where every hero uh, in a movie goes through. And it always starts with an ordinary world, nothing going on. The hero lives his life. There's really not much going on. Um, for example, Frodo from Lord of the Rings lives in his uh, little hobbit land, um, cheering with friends. But then in every story, there is a call to adventure. Something happens. In this case, Gandalf comes and he has to destroy the ring because there, well, there's danger uh, 
uh, ahead. But then Frodo doesn't want to go on this journey. There's a there's a resistance of the call, they call it. That's step three already. Um, and this resistance of the call is in every movie. But, well, if, if he doesn't destroy the ring, his ordinary world won't be the same anyway. So he has to do something with this with this assignment he was given. And then there's always a kind of a mentor, someone that helps the uh, the hero get through this, 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 well, get across the threshold to go on this journey, to fight the demons, to go on this adventure and find out all new things. And I'm going quite quick here now, but then he gets, um, he learns a lot of things, meets uh, new friends, uh, fights enemies, and then he grows up with more knowledge and wisdom than um, when he started the journey. And that's that's the a format that is that's a proven format if you want to do your storytelling right, follow this journey. And you can switch from, from steps of course, but this is um, this 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 hero's journey is based on um, uh, fairy tales, uh, religious stories, um, ancient stories, everything is based on this journey because people tend to um, understand what it's about and they, they feel with the with this hero in this journey. So you can use this to do your own storytelling. But then I found out that this whole hero's journey is not only about your own storytelling, about telling the, the story of your brand, but it can also be applied to your audience. And you only have to think about your audience as the hero in his own journey. And then what is, and that's the first step, and we really have to think about that very well, because what is the ordinary world of your audience? What is it doing at the moment that you as a brand are not relevant yet, but can be in the future, in the near future? So this ordinary world of your audience is like the description of um, when, where, what's it doing while, um, while I'm not interested yet. Because you have to be aware of the fact that you can, you can, can have all your budget um, uh, added to your campaigns. But if your audience is just living their lives, and they're just not waiting for your content. They're just not. So you have to be aware of it. But if you know what it's doing in that domain, in, in, in that area where you're not yet relevant, but can be in the near future, and then this near future is about the call to adventure, what makes your audience move from its ordinary world they, that you can be relevant, and that is the, the, the that's the call to adventure. That those that, that will give you a list of triggers, and I also call them a subjects for your episode, for example, because this is what you um, can use to get your audience on the move. But you also have to think about not only about um, uh, what makes your audience move, but also what makes them stop again. What is the resistance of the call of your audience when? Do they stop because they're afraid or they just don't believe it? It's a trust issue or is it um, something in their personal space that doesn't make them uh, go on this journey? And if you have all this data, what makes them move? What makes them stop? And then also, who can help them crossing the threshold? Who is the mentor? So you see, it's, I'm going quite quick. It's, it's explained a bit better in the book, I think. But if you know this journey and you know how to tell your story but you know you can also have a lot of insight on what content do I have to create for my audience in what stage of this journey and that will really help you create your own series 
I hope it's it's it's, it's clearly this way. Yeah. So so is the is the brand often then the mentor? In, in this or are they are they facilitating something to make that transition people maybe be looking for I think that's exactly what you say it, it depends on um, what we call the job to be done what is what, what is your job to be done as a brand is it for example do you want to be the thought leader in um, your area if you want to be the thought leader then it it's it's very likely that maybe your, your brand or maybe your employees, are the mentor in in terms of experts, but if it's a brand for for consumer brand and they need a bigger audience, if that is your job to be done, then maybe it's better to have influencers, um, as a, as a mentor, influencers with large audiences, for example, and then they help your audience get across the threshold. Interesting. So actually, you don't have to be the the mentor yourself, but you can actually maybe collaborate with other people that can actually help uh, your audience achieve what they want through insight, knowledge, and so on. Yeah. Exactly. And, and then your role as a brand could be the stage to, to do this. For example, Patagonia is, is not only talking about him itself as a brand. It's the stage where where this 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 whole idea of the future is, is being explained. You know, it's it's the stage. It's a bit like a stage for activists as well. It's an activist brand. So they, they're creating a stage for activists. And I think there's another brand in, in, in the US, as we talk about it, and in, in, in the restaurant hospitality point of view, we talked about on the podcast before, called Sweet Green. Um, and they're all about actually creating you know healthy, healthy soil, healthy ingredients that comes. And then the restaurant is just a stage for that. And then they're doing all these things behind and all the storytelling uh, as well about how they are taking you know good ingredients to serve to their customers but also how they are actually leaving farming in a better place as they're doing that and they are then the the mentor for soil health in principle or the stage for soil health i would say probably after our conversation that's really interesting so 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 uh, a lot a lot in a lot of time in advertising you already said yourself you want to come to that end you want to come to this action it sounds like what you're saying is that it's a bit harder work to get this working but when you have it working it's really gripping and you actually start building that, you know, either reestablish or build trust with, with your audience and relationship. Because I guess that's what actually we all are seeking, especially after the pandemic, you know, we're sitting now online doing this, uh, you know, pre-pandemic, I did all my interviews face to face, you know, and all that relationship, you know, have in a way been paused for a period of time and we're all desperate to build relationship again and also you know we maybe lost those relationship with brands as well is this is a way of actually you know slowly accumulating a momentum for building trust again as a brand um, because a lot of brands have lost their trust with consumers yeah i think trust is one of the main uh, main goals of every brand uh, i i think well i i think i also love to work for brands who are um well, closer to to uh, a great purpose that I can also understand and, and um, uh, like to to work on. But I think the um, it, it's not only about this trust thing. It's also about um, um, I, I wrote an article about it and I, I called it "Stop Creating a Single-Use Disposable Content and Start Creating Evergreens." And this evergreen idea is about if you start with your your creating your series right now, 
then everything you are, um, every episode that you upload from now on will also be relevant for your audience when they want this, this, this information. So, because if we run from campaign to campaign, for example, um, then you're just trying to get um, uh, your, your message across when you decided to, to do that. But when, and that's also when um, from the ordinary world into the trigger, what, when the, the trigger of your audience occurs, we don't know yet. We, we don't know for sure. So if you have created these episodes and you have them ready for your audience on your own platform, then your audience can just move to it at the time he's ready for it and binge them if they want to. And this, this is about this evergreen content. If you start now and you create evergreens instead of campaigns that just are disposable and single used, as I said, because they're published on Instagram for once, then it's, it's, a, it's a waste of time and money and energy. If you create stories, episodes for your own platform, then it will still be if you if you um, uh, if you really focus on that, then it will still be relevant in about thirty uh, uh, well thirty days, thirty months, for example. So that's what we have to do. We have to focus on creating these evergreen evergreens for our brand, and that's also how you can um, exponential exponentially grow your audience. It's interesting about you know uh, you you talk about growing audience. You haven't talked about growing sales or likes or anything, because I think um, it, it comes from from everything. If you want to attract, you know, as an employer brand, you want to attract the right people or you want to attract customers. Exactly about that storytelling you're talking about, but that doesn't come easy. It's like small things, and you also you have to accept maybe some people you will. You know, engage with will not buy from you from a very long time because it just takes longer to get them closer to you. But you know, you it's okay. It's it's part of of the journey, and you will always have some hardcore fans that converts all the time, and then you will actually building these other people to come in. And I think that's that's you need you need to have a more long term view. That's what you're saying as well on this. Uh, and I guess it's a and I guess that's what we need to learn in business in general if we want to build. You know momentum consistent momentum we we cannot just get quick fixes and that's also you write about this in your book there's no quick fix to this uh, and i guess that's one of the biggest blockers i don't know maybe you can say well that's not the blocker for for implementing this but i, I was thinking that must be a massive blocker for many they just want this quick solution to their sales problem yeah of course and i don't think you have to quit that right away but um you have to invest in the future and if you invest now in creating content that will still be alive and kicking in, uh, in six months. And you don't have to work as hard as you do now for that daily update in six months. So you, you really have to think about this on the long term. And, and still, I also need sales. You know, there, there are short, terms, uh, short term uh, things we need to sell. That's, um, I think that's for everybody, that's the same thing. But if I would not be... Uh, if I would not be explaining this whole binge marketing thing uh, in podcasts, in videos, in, in online courses and stuff, then I just, the only thing I can share then is buy the book, buy my course, buy this, buy this. you won't be interested. <laughs> so, and now I can elaborate on what I mean and how to do it. And I can really teach you along the way. And maybe at the end of the, the well, maybe you, you have to consume three or more uh, episodes of this. 
and then at the end of this 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 um this this con- consuming of content then maybe you'll buy from me but if you buy from me then it might be possible that you buy from me more than once because we have a connection already we are in a relationship yeah that's interesting because you're actually building you know you're building relationships as you also talk about in the book and there's no shortcuts to do that uh, every every relationship take different time depending on worldviews and all those things really super interesting so so as you you went out on your advertising career building your business is is there like anything you would have liked to know because you built this incredible mythology now but i guess that was not like you didn't wake up one day this is my calling i'm going to build my business around that is there anything you would have liked to known at that point that you have you know mistakes you made again and again that's good for any other business person marketeer to know well that's interesting because i don't i don't know if i can say that but i do not really believe in failures <laughs> because when uh if you have if, if you pronounce something if you point something out as a failure then um I don't think you would have started it already because you, and then you also, you always point it out as a failure afterwards, but I don't think I do that because it's more like an experience. Of course I would have done things different, but I think it's the experience that made me realize that I would have done things different if I would have known it before. But <laughs> since we don't, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more like getting more and more experience. And, and it's also the same thing, you know, I, um, I, I still work with uh, the post, the agency that I founded uh, in 2012 in the Netherlands, but I sold it last year to really be able to, well, to work with um, with international great minds and with uh, with this whole binge marketing idea to and to interview people and to to get this on on a global map. So I sold my my company, and I think that's that's I. I um, it was never my purpose, just what you said. I never woke up with the idea I want to have an agency with 30 people. Uh, it just, uh, it, it, that was what my career um, gave me, I think. And I learned so much from it. Also, the, the way that, that, that I would like to perform in, in, a, in, a, in a professional way. How do I work with colleagues, if they're colleagues, if they're employees? So, um people always ask why did you what wh- why i sold my company but i i never really sold it because it's still part of me and everything good i still do and everything i do not like i can i can leave to uh well to to the new uh, management <laughs> you know so yeah it's um i think it's it's experience that makes my future more clear I think that's really interesting because uh, I agree. You know, your 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 failures or your mistakes is not only mistakes if you don't grow from them, and it actually doesn't take you on that experience to the next level. Um, that's really interesting. I, th- I like the idea about it. this part of your purpose as well that you are taking a transition into a new role. You want to explain this uh, mythology, which I haven't read anywhere else when I was reading reading your book. And I can really see challenger brands, uh, which we love to work with, would, could use a lot of this uh, insights. And you're now taking it to a global perspective. 
in, in, in that journey, who has been in, in your career? Because it's always interesting when you ask, you know, you're an entrepreneur yourself and you're also a thought leader. Who has been really influential to you? Is there like some some people you met on that journey? You know, you read a book. What What is it that actually had, you know, these moments of pivoting in, in, in your life? Yeah, I think, well, first, of course, I, I, I it's my husband. <laughs> my husband and I, because... You know, there there are so many routes you can take in your uh, when you're growing up. But my husband's a musician, and I think the 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 thing is that we both um, we are two individuals in a marriage. You understand? It's we both have ambitions, and we let each other have these ambitions, and we help each other realize them. But it's still we both have our own things in this. And if we wouldn't have had this, then because I also have two children. Um, but I could still work on my business because we, well, we have this kind of, uh, um, uh, how do you call it? He's a musician. He worked at nights and the weekends a lot, <laughs> you know, and I could work uh, daytime. And it's, it's, it's like the perfect match in uh, having two careers in one ma- marriage, I think. And I would, well, I think that's, that's one of the, the, the things that, really made this possible for me. Um, and, and of course, uh, I think everyone in content marketing, and I cannot not name Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose because they were starting this whole content marketing idea already in, in 2007 and, uh, well, and, and onwards from there. I read a lot of that. And because they shared it on this content marketing institute, I was able to, to get that that information and, and build from it from there because in the Netherlands it was there was no content marketing I think in, in 2012 when I started the post I think I know <laughs> because I did some research the uh, the search volume on content marketing was one in 2012 so it did not exist so I I really had to to um to, to start this but I also had I I did already have my agency so I could educate my own clients into content marketing. But it's, that's also because this was shared by the Content Marketing Institute. So those two people are also really uh, influential. And then, well, a lot of people. I, I really like it. Last week I was in Munich to interview uh, a very interesting lady. Um, the, the people who have this this purpose, that they, they, they go for what they like and I, I can't name one, but it's it's the lot of people that really go for their dreams. I like that. So it's like founders of businesses that uh, going for their dream, live out that that purpose they feel they need to to give to the world. And it's often more about you know giving more than they take. And I think I agree with you. They are they're amazing people when you meet these people and. Uh, uh, and, uh, and and interview them because yeah I've done that bit of that on the podcast as well where you can just feel that this business is not about them it's about what it can do for either people communities or the planet and you can just feel it's so bigger than themselves that that story they're trying to scale and that's also something maybe you recognize that's also something we missed during the pandemic those talks those those meeting meeting with new people like that because we had to stay at home, and at first it's it's quiet, it's lovely, it's nice, but then you just you just feel like a 
poor, poor in your head, <laughs> like not meeting new people, not meeting new um, ideas, not having this this connection. So I'm really glad we started this this thing again, and just getting out there and, and meet people again. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And also, yeah, the, the stories are what makes things happen in how we build the future. Is the, the the stories how we bounce off each other's story? What about the uh, you know? I, I wanted to ask you this question because, like you know, as we are reopening the world, or we are in this middle of this storm of the pandemic, and we are everybody talks about everything is changing, rewriting the playbook and all that. What about marketing? What well, is is this the the thing you think that's really gonna? be the shift in marketing you know there's been a lot of talk about digital marketing the last couple of years influencers and so on is this the next big move in marketing or is it this and something else what is your predictions well i think it it was already there but it improved the um the way that we feel about it because it's it's not only uh, digital because digital well, it helped us through the pandemic, I think. <laughs> but these stories, getting these stories across, uh, and 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 creating this this um, uh, this these emotion emotions from these stories, I think that is what we um, that that's the next thing that brands are trying to um, to get into. You know, it's um, uh, not just advertising, not just trying to uh, to say, hey, look, this is my product and, and buy this product or just be the, the, the funniest in class in commercials, but really adding something to the planet. And at, at least that's, that's what I hope. And I also know that at the start of the pandemic, everybody was saying, uh, well, this is really going to change everything. I also think a lot of us and a lot of things that we do will just get back to normal again. But there is just this this little seed that is planted already i think dur- during this pandemic that we have to add something to it we cannot just fly everywhere it's it's it, we can do other things we can we really have to be aware of what we're doing to this planet and i think brands are aware of it too and now that consumers are asking for it more and more brands have to follow up on that yeah, it is, it's very interesting because you. I think you're spot on because I interviewed an MD for a big catering company that does events and in sporting arenas. It's a, in in the UK, so they have Chelsea Football Club as a client, for example. And then John, that was on the podcast, the MD from Levy, he said that uh, if we don't, and they they worked on, on this for years, if we don't really activate that part of being part of solving the planet problem through food we are not doing our duty as a big organization. And that's what people expect of us, both our employees and customers. And he said, that is better. That's the best marketing you are, you can do um, because you're actually, you're building trust, he said. And we should do it just because it's the right thing to do, not just because it's clever marketing, he said, because it's not clever marketing before you do it in principle. And if you don't do it from from the heart, people will figure it out. Yeah, yeah, they will they will point it out right away. It should be really close to the heart and really purpose-driven from the brand itself and not just an, another marketing trick. No, it, that that does not stand long, I think. Great, great. So 
uh, we're getting to the end here, but I always, always want to ask people this in the moment, how they, I call it show up pro, but what I mean, actually, how do you actually make sure that you as a business owner, entrepreneur, thought leader shows up every day and give your best? Uh, and what, what is your secret? Because we all have our own ways of, you know, getting the best out of ourselves. What is your secret? You know, you build a business, you sold the business, you're doing this thing now where you're trying to, to educate the global the world about your mythology how do you actually get the energy that needs to be put in every day because i know it's a lot of energy you need to accumulate and and take care of a family <laughs> yeah and of course uh, it's not i think it's not every day but uh, almost every day i i i just enjoy my my the, the things i'm i have on my schedule i think that the maybe it's also what we discussed just now it's meeting new people with new ideas, other ideas that we can just uh, get our minds across again. Um, that helps me. That helps me get the energy to to move on. As I said, I, w- I went to Munich uh, last week to interview someone who was a board member at a, a, a huge uh, advertising agency and just quit her job from uh, one day to another to uh, to join a foundation, to, to, to put her creativity to work for a better future and those are the things i well i can't have enough of those stories because it's just such an insp- a source of inspiration and not only for me but also if i write those stories down it could be an inspiration for others as well so having scheduled all those interviews and maybe you you, you have the same thing with your podcast of course you interview people you didn't know before so that is what gets me uh, um well, what gets me this energy that I need to, to do all the things I do. Yeah, I have have some things I do. I have some habits about, you know, I do a bit of meditation. I'm very aware about my sleep and what I eat and exercise. But actually the main thing that really makes me continue is these conversations. And you're absolutely spot on because it's not about what I learned, but that's my opportunity to give back to something and actually share those stories because that's people learn something from it. And, and that's, that's, I didn't know that when I started the podcast, that was like, there was somebody that said I had to try doing this and I was just meeting randomly people. And it was not about trying to, you know, scale stories. And I hadn't even thought about if I could sell anything by it. And, you know, it was just like totally accidental. And then I found out actually it gave me so much that actually I can't stop because where I'm going to get that from, how I'm going to meet these people, these new people, as you say, because if you don't, if you meet the same people all the time, your brain or your capacity yeah. is not expanding. <laughs> so it's, it's quite funny. You said that. Um, what, what is the, the last question I always ask people on the, on the show is that what are your top three advice to leaders out there? And there's no doubt about, you know, we might, might take it from, from the, you know, giving more than you take kind of angle it's up to you but like how do we actually you know how do we take your ideas and actually make the world a better place yeah well i think the the first well of course if you want to make the world a better place you have to go to the purpose first but i i just go from there i expect you have your purpose you have your story you have something you want to share because you believe in it and if you do then start with uh translating this this story this brand story into the scenario of a t- television series. And it's metaphorically speaking, because you don't have to create all videos. But what what if I could ask you, what is your brand? 
what if your brand was a television series? What would it, what would it be about? What am I going to watch or what am I going to listen to? And I think that's something you can already start thinking about tomorrow. What is your, if your brand was a television series, what am I watching? And um, I also am very much aware of the, the resistance because I also did my own audience journey, of course. <laughs> and there, the, the, this is the second advice, I think. Um, we all think we don't have time. We don't have the budget to do this thing, to do this binge marketing, to create multiple episodes. But you do have goals. So focus on the goals and look ahead. Maybe a year from now, maybe two years from now, what do you want to achieve by then? Then you have to stop creating single-use disposable content for tomorrow. And you have to invest in this evergreen content. And um, you can still share your updates for your socials tomorrow if you need this, 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 um, this sales thing by the end of the week, for example. But also build this 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 evergreen series at the back uh, after after this this sales uh, sales pitch um, because that's something you will um, you will gain from uh, over the months and over the years. So if you have your goals, just look ahead, and I think then everything is achievable. But also if you and I I'm very much aware of that too because. Um, we, I, I do the, I, I compare this this brand story to a Netflix series, and I also know that we don't have the the budget or the, um, or the stories even like a Queen's Gambit or Stranger Things. But what if you only took two percent of what they did, and put it into your own content marketing and your own binge marketing series? Then I think you're already doing so much better than a lot of us are doing right now. So. I hope this will give you something to start with tomorrow. That's great advice. Uh, and uh, where can people find out more about you, binge marketing? Where should they go if they like think, okay, this is interesting. I want to to know some more. They can get the book, of course. That's that's one way. But but where else? Which platforms should they go to? Um, well, the best way, the the quickest way is to go to uh, carlinepostma.com. And if you don't know how to spell this, then you will also end up there by bingemarketing.eu. Um, there you can find uh, my blog articles. Um, you can find uh, a free pilot for an online course. Also the book. I've got a workbook you can follow up on. Um, and a podcast series I'm star I just started. Also interesting, maybe. So there is that, that's the platform you can find all my episodes. Um, and if you really want to have uh, help with your uh, strategy and with creation of your content, uh, you can go to thepost.nl. And I hope it's in English already. <laughs> um, but my team can, can really help you out on, uh, uh, with strategy. And of course, if you want me to join, I will. Great, 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 great. Thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you for coming and uh, telling your story, your mythology, your insights about, you know, storytelling, but also how actually the importance of evergreen content as we go forward, building the trust and the relationship uh, with people out there. I send uh, you and everybody that's involved around you all the power and energy you need as, as we move forward to the, the world as it is right now. And I'm sure that we will uh, be connecting around this subject uh, 
in the near future as well, because I think this is going to be so relevant, not just from a sales point of view, but also how you are going to attract people to your business and so on. So thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was nice. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for your amazing insight on how to tell better stories as a brand and how you build a larger audience and make them come back for more. And if you want to learn more about how to build uh, better brands and tell better stories, please also check out episode 55, The Future is for Brands That Cares, with Katie Moses, the founder, manager, and director at Cam Media. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, please share, rate, review, or subscribe to one of our channels. Together with Bit Simply, we are right now conducting a survey with the aim to collect best practice on how leaders in the industry are transforming their organization so they can deliver the experience both employees and customer are demanding. Please participate via the link in the show notes. A big thank you to Bit Simply for supporting us, bringing great insights, strategies, and tools to help the industry thrive, not just survive. Check them out at bitsimply.com or on their social at bitsimply or at BizSimplyHQ. You can also email them directly at advice at BizSimply.com. A big thank you to Fina Charlton, who's the show producer and editor from the Podcast Collective. Tune in next time for another interview. And in the meantime, find out more about us and subscribe to the community and download free leadership tools at hospitalitymavericks.com. And don't worry, if you didn't get all of this, there will be links in the show notes. Thank you and be maverick.